Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. Hey, thanks so much for joining me again for another episode. Today, I want to talk about small business community, and it's something that I mentioned briefly last episode, if you listened to that one, about the internal community that I am creating and have created for Fisher Philbrick, in particular, the small business owners that I have on the show. So yeah, it is an internal community, but if you're wondering what happens with all these small business owners after they talk with Michael on the show, well, that is something that I had spent a good amount of time thinking about, and it really, it's something that I feel like I should have started when I first started the podcast, of course. You know, looking back, it's so easy to say that, but did that happen? No, but now that I don't have a job to go to, I've got a lot of time to start thinking about how can I build this business up and further, but also not just getting as many people as I can through and on the podcast, but how can I help them and also help myself and having a fun community because guess what, you guys? I am also a small business owner. I work from home now. And so I am also looking for a space where I can get the benefits of connecting with other small business owners. So it's one of those, well, if you can't find one or you're not happy with the ones that you're currently in, why don't you just go ahead and make one, Michael? I mean, you've had experience running a community you tried with Remote Workers Club to start one from scratch and it didn't go all so well. You can hear that last episode as well. Failure is not final. (laughs) So I'm not giving up on the Remote Workers Club community, but I was focusing in on what can I do with what I have now with Fisher Philbrick now that I'm focusing in on that. And that's what I'm gonna share with you today. So if you're ready, let's go. So I guess I should probably start out saying that even though I am no longer working at Starbucks and you'd think I have a ton of time now just to always be working on this business, it still feels like there is many days, not enough time in the day to get everything done. And I think that is mostly because with where I'm at with Fisher Vilbrook now is I'm kind of taking what I have been doing for the last year, which is when I kind of switched over to it just being a podcast, And then now I'm reevaluating what did I create when I first created the company and how can I bring back those roots and the foundation that I had started, but then I wasn't able to fully jump into. Well, now I'm like, okay, we're fully jumping into this. But also, what does that mean? It means I'm having to not only brainstorm new things that I can add on to the business, but look at what I currently have going and figure out how can I strengthen that? How can I make it more efficient, productive, and smooth in its processes? A lot of that I already did with the whole interview podcasting side of things was when I was picking that back up and I had an ad going, I was like, man, if I'm going to be getting a lot of people, I got to change things up from how I used to do it last year. So I made a bunch of different YouTube videos and different canned responses that kind of takes the guest on a journey through when they first apply to, okay, here's your next information and we're a week away. 
okay, here's how you can prepare. And you know, having a lot of fun videos that shows the personal side to who I am without having to jump on a phone call with each and every one of them before we get on the call, because that was something I did before. And I do think that was a really good personal touch to it. And that's something that of course I would love to do because I do love to talk. And I think that is really fun to get to talk to the person before you jump on the camera for the first time. But so far, I haven't seen any big differences in how people are showing up to the calls. I actually think with the system I have going now, it's even better than I had it before, which of course, that's what you would hope for, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> that's always the goal, to make things better and more efficient, more productive, more smooth sailing than they were in the past. And that's something I've done so many times, even with the website, where I'm like, this is great. And then I look a couple months later, I'm like, this is awful. Let's redo everything. So I'm kind of at that point with a lot of these different elements with Fisher Philbrick. And this past week, I actually slept really well. But the week before that, when I was coming up with this small business community, I would have these times where I'd wake up around like 1 or 2 a.m. And it would take me forever to fall back asleep, like an hour, hour and a half. And that's not usually normal for me because I was used to getting up around 4 or 4.30 for Starbucks. But those sacred hours before, I was always knocked out asleep because my body knew, like, you're going to have to wake up in like an hour or two. So you need your rest. But now my body would just wake up and I would be wide awake. And it didn't help that all of a sudden my mind would wander to like, hmm, what am I going to work on today? And hmm, let's use some of this time for creative thinking, which is awful you guys you should never do that because guess what you will not fall back asleep because then your mind is going and then you're thinking of other things and the future and all of this time which yeah it is very good and helpful to think about that like we all need those times in our lives to be thinking about it but is it the best thing to do at 2 a.m in the morning when you're supposed to be sleeping no and you know the funny thing was i always was so annoyed with singer-songwriters when in all of their songs are like, it's 2 a.m. and I'm awake, I can't fall asleep thinking of you. And then the next song, it's 2 a.m. or it's 3 a.m. And I was like, man, what are these people doing? Why do they not just sleep? But then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, guess what? It's 2 a.m. and I can't sleep. <laughs> so I was experiencing some of that myself. So that was very weird and just kind of annoying because I was like, I want to sleep. I need to go to sleep. But also there is less pressure because I'm not having to get up at 4, 4.30 and go into work at Starbucks and have a busy day in that regard. So it was kind of a weird mix of like, this is helpful, but also I really do enjoy sleeping through the night like a little baby like six months olds can do that. They can sleep through the night and I cannot do that. What? But all to say, one of those early mornings when I couldn't fall asleep and then eventually I did fall asleep and then I got up but I had kind of come up with this idea for a small business community and not really the idea of having a community because that's something as I mentioned I've always kind of had in the background going of like man these people are so fun when I talk to them and I really enjoy speaking to them but really I only talk to them leading up to the interview we have the interview which that's a good chunk of like relationship building if you were doing that as far as like meeting a new friend or colleague or networking like an hour straight of talking getting to know someone like man that is pretty good but then afterwards we have back and forth on social media as their episode comes out and messaging here and there but nothing substantial or concrete of like 
let's jump on another call and see how everything is going. And I did try last year to do a kind of call out to the people I had interviewed, which was 10 different business owners saying, hey, I wanna do like a holiday special where we would talk to each of you just for like five to 10 minutes. You give us a quick update and let us know what you have going for the holiday sales. You know, like really fun. I, I still think it'd be really cool. I mean, I missed it for this year only because I'm still getting so much put together for the community that I don't want it to be rushed and sloppy. So next year, and we're gonna be starting it in like September so that it can be all planned out real nicely and we don't have to worry about any of this last minute sort of stuff. But I had reached out to them and only one person wrote back and said that they were too busy, which was very nice of them to write back, but I hadn't heard from anyone. And that to me was kind of weird because I was like, this whole time, I thought we were still friends, you know, but I think people are so busy, so it's not any of their fault, and that's just something that in the day we live in now, people are always getting emails. They're always getting people that want something from them. It was just funny because in my mind, I'm doing this, and this whole business so far really is to provide information and resources and help to other people. Like It's helping other business owners get their story out and share their own advice and wisdom. And yeah, I'm learning from it too. So it's helpful to me too. But for you as the listener, you can hear that. You can figure out who you can support or if you can support them, you can learn. If you want to be a business owner, you can do that. And then same with the resources I'm creating for how to start your own podcast. I'm actually working on another ebook I have the cover done, so hmm. at least when I'm talking now, it didn't go quite as expected because I was working on this, SBC, <laughs> Small Business Community. That's what I ended up working on last week instead of the ebook, but all to say, in my mind, I'm always like, yeah, of course, I'm here to help you and use this as a platform, and don't other people want to get their business out there? Like to me, I was like, man, if I was on my own doing my own business, which I mean, I kind of am, but if I was doing the coloring book creative stuff, anytime someone's like, do you want to come back on the podcast? I'd be like, yes, sign me up because I want more people to hear me. I want to be in the spotlight. <laughs> but overall, you know, I want to push the business forward and get more sales. So that was a little odd to me, but I think what I realized was I was kind of living... <laughs> in this own separate world where I'm like, we're all still friends, we're all doing it. But guess what? Not only do people have their own like personal lives, but they've got the business lives. Life is hectic and crazy and they're just trying to survive. Most people, like I'm in that boat too, but I was not doing anything to cultivate the relationships, to cultivate a community. So here I am <laughs> just like, of course, we're all still friends, but have I been the good friend <laughs> or the community leader? I guess you could say, have I been the one providing areas for people to get together, to meet up, to get to know each other? Because that was a big thing, even with creating this, where I'm like, I just want everyone to get to know each other and to be friends because I talk with one person and I'm like, oh my goodness, you have to meet this person I interviewed a couple weeks ago or from last year, like you guys would hit it off. And whether it's based on their temperament or just their mood and vibe or even their interest with art, for instance, you know, I've had a lot of artists on the show and just like other things with natural skincare or, you know, health and all of that where I'm like, man, there are so many good opportunities for these people to connect and be friends because I feel like if I'm friends with them and get along with them, like, why can't they be friends with each other? And then even stepping back from that, why can't we all come together and learn from each other and mostly just do life with each other? Because that at the end of the day is what 
community is. If you think of it in your neighborhood, what is your community? It's people that are living together, doing life together. You're helping each other out. You're there for each other. You're giving, you're taking, you're <laughs> providing services for each other and really relationships that can build up your life and that strengthen your life. And I've talked about that a lot before too and how important it is to have community in your life. And especially as a small business owner and being a remote worker myself now and just seeing like, man, yeah, like it was great working at Starbucks because I had a community in the teams that I worked with as well as with the customers, which funny enough, a lot of the customers actually go to the local gym. So I'm seeing a lot of them. I'm like, hey, yo, how's it going? Remember me from Starbucks? <laughs> and so it is kind of fun, but a lot of that has been taken away from me. So I think that is what really pushed me to to want to build this out even more and have something formalized so that it's like, okay, what can I build and what can I provide and facilitate? Because as you will remember, as I've said, and as any good community manager or leader will tell you, is that you can provide the resources, the framework, you know, all the small details, but at the heart of a community, it's really on everyone to contribute, everyone to be a part of the community. You cannot just have one person running it and dictating it. It's like, no, one person can facilitate, they can bring up questions or have topics or provide spaces for you to meet. But guess what? People have to show up and not only show up and just lurk in the background, which is what I talked about last episode. That's kind of the problem I had with the Discord server, but you need to show up and also be willing to contribute to speak up and write a comment or post. You know, they're very small things and I do understand that a lot of people are not as friendly and out there as I am as far as being able to like uh, give you my picture and tell you my life story <laughs> and not even that but I've got a you know a pretty good like here are fun facts about me <laughs> and I do a lot of weird random stuff so it's a very easy way where if you were new in the group and you didn't know me you'd be like wow I know a bunch of weird random things but chances are you can relate with at least one of those things which in turn, gets a conversation started. So I think that is what gets me the most excited for having a community is bringing everyone together that I've talked to and just having everyone meet together, have them connect with one another, support each other, and really just do life together. Because that is something that I think a lot of small business owners need and maybe they've been missing. And even myself, when I've looked at different groups to join, I mean, I joined that business program and it did not have the community that I was really looking for and hoping for, but there are so many other small business groups out there for owners, for small businesses. And I haven't joined many, but just reading the descriptions or seeing other people when they are public ones, they can post. And so it shows up on my Facebook feed. So I can see the gist of what is being said. And it's not the same like closeness or tight knit group that I would hope for, where it is being very selective with who you're bringing into that. And I know on one end, I think it would be fun just to open it up to be like, if you're a small business owner, join us. But that creates a lot of other minor headaches and maybe big ones down the road. So for me and where I'm at, it just made the most sense to be like, who has already shown up and done a big thing and stepping forward and saying like, yes, I will be interviewed because you may not notice it as an audience member listening to it, but 
it actually is a really big deal and very brave for these people to apply. Like that's the first thing, just apply. And then to show up, to have me ask them questions about their business. Like to me and probably you, you're like, of course, that's just what you have to do. But a lot of small business owners enjoy being in the background or they don't necessarily want the limelight shined on them or even they are not used to sharing their story and journey as you would hear from say most of the popular or famous podcasters you listen to those people which i don't know if i've explained it on here but usually how it works is they've written a book and you will hear that many times it'll be linked in the show notes and then they're going on a tour a media tour where they go from podcast to podcast to podcast. They have a whole PR and media team that preps their questions, their answers. They usually will have a legal team that is on the call with them in the background to make sure they're not saying anything that could compromise them or the publisher or the businesses they're affiliated with. So already that's a lot. And then the podcaster will have their own team in the background too. So they're doing all that, but the guests on the show They've been prepped and they are saying literally the same thing again and again and again because their goal is to get on as many shows as possible to reach as big of an audience. So by the time you hear them on your famous podcaster, they've just been talking and saying kind of the same thing again and again and again, which is great, but you have to keep in mind that they are used to that. They have prepped for that. They are all set and ready to go with knowing exactly what they want to say, how they want to articulate, and it's very comfortable for them. And they are almost like professional speakers, I would say, by the time they finish one of those tours, which I think that is exciting and very cool. And just knowing that is like a different side than what you would normally see. But when you change it to being like regular everyday people, small business owners, parents, fathers, mothers, uh, people like me who I don't have a family yet, but I want to, you know, just your average everyday person who has a small business, are they going to have all of that? No, <laughs> they are not. And I do think though, most of the people that are on the podcast are chatty to a certain extent because people that are really quiet, this would just be terrifying for them. But there is still a lot of pressure and a lot of people, this is their first time being on a podcast and there's just a lot of uncertainty. So I think that is what is so cool about the people that I have on the podcast is that they've been brave. They took those steps and I've already talked to them and communicated with them from the start of the interaction to the interview to afterwards, where I know pretty well, like, are they a good person or fit for this community? So I think that is what is like a really great idea, Michael, but it's also really helpful because if we do want to create a spot where people can come together without fear of being judged or put down or like, oh, you should just do it like this. Or even a lot of the entrepreneurs, look at me, I'm making this much money. I'm making this much progress. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's not helpful. Like there is a good way and a correct way that you can share your encouragement, your breakthroughs, your wins as the group I was in, they were like, share your wins. And I'm like, oh, I'm sick of hearing that. But, you know, I would more be like, what are your breakthroughs? And that can be anything from like, I just set up this community or I set up an email automation flow, which I'll talk about in a bit. But that is small and to many people would not mean anything. But to me as a business owner, like, wow, that was really exciting. And it is a little geeky and weird, but cool. That is so cool. But 
from here, let me talk about how I actually implemented this because I think now you have a pretty good background of what it was when I first started talking to business owners and how I kind of wanted and longed for something that could be put together, but I just didn't have it in me or even really the time to put it together, the resources. I think a lot of times when you live life, you learn a lot. So I have learned a lot and I think I needed that time to live to understand what exactly it is I want or wanted and what I wanted to create slash that I am creating with these current business owners. And don't worry, I have invited all of the past business owners. So, so far, there are 16 of us that are invited, but we will see how many actually wanna be in the community. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. So let's jump to the next section. Okay, so you have the background and you know what led up to creating this, but let's talk about the steps I took because that's something, if you are a small business owner, that might be interesting for you to hear as well as if you're listening, you've already heard if you've you know been following me along for the last couple weeks or last year, how I've tried already to create a community from scratch and it didn't work out how I thought, but this is a new thing that I came to that I thought was really exciting and I think God did show it to me because I showed up and, you know, woke up with the idea and I implemented it that very day, which I'll talk about why that is important, but let's get into what that looked like because I knew when I was getting up and as I kept thinking about it, that I've already created a whole discord server for the other community. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste weeks of time to create something and then hope that people will join it or want to interact. And I already saw with Discord, not a lot of people in my circles actually use that. So hmm, maybe I should think of something else. But then I've also have already had a Facebook group, Always Brewing Coffee, remember that one? And that was supposed to be for Coffee Up Cup. And that also just kind of fell flat. I don't know. It just wasn't that interesting, maybe. So I was like, I don't really want to create a new whatever, you know, a new platform or a new group. But what is the most impactful thing that I've seen in the different communities I've been in? And it always comes back to this small group setting where you have just a few people and you meet up with one another and you talk in person, of course, is always the best. But seeing as how us as business owners are all over the United States, what's the next best thing you could do? Okay, it would be a video call and older Michael, previous me, or younger Michael, I guess you could say, <laughs> let's go with previous me, despised video calls, especially like these where they're like, a virtual meetup, <laughs> come and spend an hour or two and talk over coffee or wine or eat while you talk. Like, eh, no, none of that sounded good. But when I think of the business program I was in, they had weekly calls, which is quite a lot if you are just in a community, like that's too much to ask of people. But I think they had such great potential for what could be taken out of those calls. But as I mentioned last episode, the things I didn't like from it is that it was a large group setting. So they had like 20 plus people. I only went on one call. So, <laughs> you know, that was my experience, but it was around like 20 to 22 people. And what I had heard when I was joining the program is that was fairly common, 15 to 20 people. But it was not a space where everyone could talk, where everyone could be seen and heard. So I knew that there was so much great potential to have those calls be super impactful and fun and just like, yes, I'm a part of this community. But those were the elements that I didn't like. So I thought of that of like, okay, every week is too much to ask from a new community, especially. So we'll do once a month, 
I was almost to the end of October, so I'm like, I want to throw it in now because guess what? End of next month, which is November, that's Thanksgiving, which I am going to have one then, but <laughs> it's kind of dicey for who would join that. And then the next month is Christmas. So I think typically if I did anything, it would need to be in the beginning of the month and then just leave people to themselves <laughs> for the rest of the month because it's going to be busy and hectic in all areas of their life. So I really felt like we need to do this now in October so we can at least have one to kick it off because I learn a lot through doing anything the first time. So granted, even if it fails terribly, if someone shows up, then I will have a way to see, okay, here's how it went. Here's how it can be better next time. So I woke up with the idea knowing that we are going to have a monthly call at the end of the month. I'm going to keep it to a small group. I thought maybe 10 people at the max would be good. But then as I thought, I was like, or like the six to eight or five to seven. And I actually asked my neighbor who she runs at least one, but she's done a couple of them, different therapy groups because she works in mental health and in therapy and she has a group of people and sometimes it will go to 10 and she just says it is so much harder when there is that many people and maybe a little bit easier in person but even in person 10 is kind of pushing it for getting a chance for everyone to talk and really have the space and chance to be heard so she agreed that having like the five to seven number would be good so that's kind of what i stuck with is like okay it will be a small group. This is the limit that we're doing it. And then I emailed out everyone by the end of the day, everyone that I've talked to since of like, hey, you guys, here's a video. As I said, I do YouTube videos now and I do them unlisted. So no one on the public will be able to see it. But I found they're just so helpful to really share the heart behind what I want to do, what I want to build. And I tend to write a lot. As you know, I talk a lot. So a lot of people do not like to read long emails. They just don't like to read. I mean, Let's face it, that is the reality of today. I can have a really fun to read email. I mean, I think they're fun to read, but most people will open it and then be like, nope, that's too much and delete it. But if I say, hey, here's what I'm planning. It's something new. Watch this video. Maybe they will watch that. And I usually try to add captions to it. So that makes it a little bit easier and fun to read as well. But I kind of all threw it together. I'm like, and here's what I want to do on a have a monthly meetup. It's going to be next Tuesday at this time and i chose the time that most of you chose for your interviews which most people if you didn't know they tend to like to interview around like 3 to 4 p.m my time and i'm on the west coast so that's pacific time but then that would be six o'clock central time and then seven o'clock eastern time if it's at the four o'clock time which is what i chose because that's when most people did it and most of the people are actually located on the east coast or they're in the central time zone so it made the most sense for me and I also like it because I have to make dinner and be with the family in the evening so I was like I don't like to do it during dinner time because I have to make dinner and there's a lot of pressure which you think that would be the same for people on the other side of the country but they seem to be fine with that or maybe they eat before maybe they eat after I don't know, but most people want to talk during that time. So as long as it works for them, I'm like, okay, we can do that. But I wanted to have a way so that we can make sure that only a certain amount of people can join. Because what if a ton of people, all 16, want to show up for that first call? I'm like, hmm, 
I don't know, that's not really a small group now. And so I used and created a new Calendly calendar. That is a service that allows people to look at your own availability and then book a call with you. That's what I use already in my interview process, but I created, I think a different account and then, cause you can only have one calendar on the free account Ugh, and I have no money to pay for a fancy version one, but I did create a new calendar and then I'm gonna use that as like a way for people to sign up and fill the spots because you can set a limit on how many spots can be filled. So that is an easy automated way where I can just send out, which I did in that email, like, hey, here's a link. There's a limited amount of spots. Sign up if you wanna join and let's go. <laughs> and then I also decided that I would be using Squadcast, which is what I already use for the remote recordings, just because I am paying for that. It's about $20 a month. And I just finished my Zoom membership and I don't want to pay for another service and I don't really like Zoom. I don't want to use them. So I was like, it makes sense just to use Squadcast. I can record. This is my idea to record the videos and then have a replay for people that couldn't join. And then they also have a backstage offer that you can add on to each one. And that the backstage refers to people who want to be on the call, but they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be heard, but they can chat with one another in the chat box. Remember back to when I said people would have their producers, their legal team on the interviews with them. That's why, that's why that is there. So that those people can be on the call, but they're just in the background. So I also realized after Trisha, who I talked to, she had mentioned like, it might be nice to add in, I don't remember the word she used and I actually didn't fully look it up, but I think this is what she was referring to. The option for people to join the call, but not have to have the pressure of being there, but maybe they wanna work in the background or they're cooking dinner or eating dinner, whatever it is, but they still wanna be a part of it. So I kind of took that and was like, whoa, they have this backstage offer. So I'll put the invite out for people, you know, the five to six that wanna be on the call interacting, and then kind of the day of, I'll send out a special link to the people who are not signed up saying, hey, if you still wanna join in this capacity, you are welcome to do so. Here's the link, come and join us. And I think that is nice to have different options, but what I would caution, to anyone listening to this who is in a community or joining a community is that that is a good way to get your foot in the door and to see like how do things run, especially if you are someone who's a little nervous or camera shy or not really wanting to put yourself out there yet. That's a great way. It's a more passive way, I would say, but all the better, you know, start out that way. But I would always encourage people, eventually you do have to take that step to be in a position where you can contribute, where you can speak, where you're not you know, just lurking in the background and not even lurking because in the backstage area, you can chat. And I imagined that's what people would be doing. And if they had questions or things to add on, I would be the one facilitating and reading the chat and we can all respond there. So they could actually be a part, but that was something I kind of foresaw in the future of like, hmm, man, maybe that will be a crutch where we want people to join and actually speak. But more to come on that in the coming weeks and months because who knows that is just something that i have thought ahead about but that was my plan was that we'll get people on there and then you're thinking well what if your community grows which yeah it is going to grow then i figured i would host on that last week of each month two or three different calls and then if you are able to sign up for the different days or times, you would choose one. So you're only gonna <laughs> contribute and be on one call, but have different slots. So if you can't make the Tuesday night, then maybe Thursday morning works well for you because our West Coast people, funny enough, they all do their calls in the morning, which I was like, why are theirs in the morning and then East Coast and like 
everywhere else in the country basically chooses evening. So it is kind of funny and odd and like interesting that that is something that happened. So I was like, cool, I could do a nighttime one, a daytime one. And then that is maybe a lot for me because I would need to be on it. But I envision eventually like in communities, you have people that are moderators that help out. And so I could very easily see either it being a volunteer position of jumping on, helping facilitate, or even they can kind of run themselves. But I do think it is important to have someone who can keep everyone on track and make sure it's running as it should be. So who knows about that? But having that element where it is exclusive. So even if you're in the already exclusive group, because it is a private group, you have the chance to do something else that is more like limited capacity. Only a few of you can join. So that already makes it special and cool. But then if you can't join that or say, if it gets to where everyone wants to be on the calls, we can either add more, but they can join in the backstage capacity. So they can still be on the calls. And I had thought that I would have the replays, but when we actually got to doing the call and we did have two people on that first call. So thank you to the two that joined if they are listening to this. I know, and I emailed them after saying like, I know it is not easy to be the first person and to jump on. And personally, I I knew what I was doing, but I also didn't because at my startup job, I kind of shied away and stayed away from jumping on the calls because they were always during dinner time or at like 8 p.m. my time. And I'm like, I don't want to like I've, I want to get ready for bed and, you know, the end of the day sort of thing. So that to me was not fun. And so what I learned, though, is that I didn't learn how to run these sorts of calls, even though I've done so many interviews and calls with people that it's not that hard, but it's still a little of the like unknown. So for the two people that did show up, I was just so happy and thankful and appreciative to them because there is a lot when something gets started that has to go into learning how to get it going correctly and smoothly. And I just learned a ton from it. But when we finished the call, I downloaded the videos because I was going to put them up on a special web page that I created. And the videos were all separate, which maybe that's helpful, but then one of the videos didn't have audio, so that already made it weird that of the three of us, one person wouldn't be able to be heard. So that kind of ruined like, oh, well, okay, (laughs) that messed it up. And then also three different videos, I would have had to gotten another video app and either splice them all together, but I just wanted to put them all on one page and then have them all start and end at the same time so that we could see everyone. Something like Zoom, they do that. Google Hangouts too. So I think Squadcast does that so that you have more control over the videos, over your audio. You know, like it's very not even high tech, but it's very nice for someone who knows what they're doing or has a production team, an editing team. But I don't have that. I want it simple. I'm not creating something to give myself more work to do. (laughs) You know, I mean, the calls I think are fun and they're going to be fun. So even though, yeah, that's working and showing up to work, I think it'll be different because it is for the community, but I don't need to be editing more audio and I haven't really edited footage in that capacity. So I'm like, this would take hours and having to tell the people like, just so you know, we're going to post this on the website, which It is a private and exclusive one, which I'll talk about how I built that in just a bit. So no one besides those in the community would see it, but I don't know. I feel like that's kind of weird going back to like, not everyone likes to be seen and that might be even scarier if they know there's going to be a recording of them. So all in all, I think it actually turned out okay that the videos didn't work because it showed me that right now my focus is on building this and having those spaces 
to have the community. And does it have to be recorded with video? No, it doesn't. And I think also it does make it more special and inclusive, I guess, because I'm always like, it's exclusive, but inclusive for those that are on the call, it creates a very special and magical atmosphere because you had to be there to get the full content and the full depth of the impact of what a community is in this element as it being kind of like the like whoa this is the main thing we do and like oh it's so great to have this you know that's what it is and that's the bulk of when I started this community yep that was my idea of like we're just gonna get on and do it the old-fashioned way where we just talk with one another and build relationships and be genuine and show what it is to be a human and be a small business owner. So I actually think, though I was frustrated at first that the video thing wasn't going to work, it has saved me and will save me a ton of time. And then it also allowed me to create a notes sheet using Canva. And that allows me to kind of just take notes on the meeting, like who showed up, what did we talk about, just little bits and pieces of what people shared. And then it allows me to link it. So I will have links to the business owners, social medias, their websites, as well as their interview. So if someone in the community didn't get to be on the call, both in the like main stage and backstage, but they still want to keep a tab on what's happening in the community. And even those on the call, they can have a way to review notes and links of like, they mentioned this one service. What was it? It was so cool. It would have been awesome to hear that again. Well, guess what? You have it all nicely typed up in just one to two pages and you'll have that on the website. So I think God did use that as a great way to come up with a creative workaround for something that I was really counting on that I thought would be cool to be like, you know what? It's okay. I actually think this is a lot better. So <laughs> I think that alone will be super cool. But let's talk about that web page. So I have Squarespace, which is what I use for the main Fisher Philbrick website. And they do have an option where you can do a password locked page. Typically, I think people use that when they are not ready to launch their website, but they want it posted and they want people to be able to look at their website, move around it, do all of that. So whether or not that's what people use it for, I was like, I know this is an option there. And I think it would be super cool. But I thought I could actually use it when it came to this community and having a special web page just where everyone could go to find updates, to find links and resources to videos, content I'm creating, because that is something when I first started this was, and I still have a ton of articles if you want to look them up on the main website of different things I've learned of being a small business owner, a lot of the resources and tools that I've been using, I write articles on those, but that was something that I wanted to help other aspiring business owners as well as current business owners with, is having a space where I can create tools, content, and resources to help them either get started in their business or to strengthen and continue growing their own business. So part of my idea with having this page and with the community is that as I come out with new content, I can post it there first and even create content maybe that I wouldn't share with other people. So an example of that would be the money I'm spending on ads and the results I'm getting from the ads. Yeah, I actually do share and I have shared some of the specifics on this podcast before, but that is something that I could do continually and maybe even have other people share their own resources and have people write articles and stuff that maybe they don't want to share that with 
the whole world right now, but it could be a cool spot that they could share with our internal community. Other things on that webpage will be the links for signing up for the next meetup that we're going to have. I call them monthly community meetups or just the meetup. So that'll be once a month. I created a Google form so people can choose what day and what time works best for them. So far, no one has taken that. So <laughs> the engagement, I still got to work on that. But it'll be a great foundational place where if in doubt and you don't know what's happening with the community, go there first. And then the cool thing with it being a password protected page is that every quarter I plan to change the password. And so what that will look like is I am very conscious of the fact that maybe not everyone wants to be in this community. I mean, I think going forward, it's going to be a big seller. Like once you're on the show and accepted into being on the podcast, you're going to be able to join this really cool and special community. So I think that's how it will be. But going back to like, I don't really know from the previous people because I hadn't taken those steps to be proactive and, you know, really nurture or create any sort of community. So I have a feeling maybe some of them are annoyed with the emails I had been sending or just like, will this guy stop? But also I don't want to email and say, take me off the list, which I think in California, maybe the United States, you have to have some sort of unsubscribe feature, especially if you're a business emailing out an email list. So that caused me to create a Clavio, Clavio account. I don't know how it's spelled. Oh, I mean, I know how it's spelled. I don't know how it's said. It's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, similar to MailChimp and any of those other services that help email. And I had a free one with Coffee Dub Cup. So I'm like, let's just make one for Fisher Philbrick. And the nice thing with that is that if someone from the past, because I didn't really give an option to those 16 people, I was just like, you are the community and you are the business owner. So I'm inviting you to it, which I think would be really cool. And like, ooh, how awesome you created something. But maybe they are not like that. Well, now they can easily unsubscribe and get off the list and they don't have to hear me talk if they don't want to see the posts or the emails. Though I do think it will be very impactful and important, even if right now I'm still kind of building things out. But I was excited to create that because it does give another air of it being like, ooh, this is official. So I, you know, emailed that first email with a video being like, I'm going to explain more as I go. But I think going back to what I mentioned, it was important that I act quickly just because the month was ending. So if I wanted to do it, I had to do it then. And so much of how I usually like to live life and run a business is to be planned out. Everything in line, you know, have everything ready to go and then launch it and be like, I am prepared. But I've done that with Coffee Up Cup and that's a big thing that I've learned. And I spent all that time making the Discord server, thinking about how it should be, how it would be, and getting excited for that. And then it just so happened, it kind of flopped. It didn't work out. And then what do you get? You have all this wasted time and just like a headache and really sadness and like, man, disappointment of, I thought this was going to be good. I put a lot of good and hard work into this. And I do think there is a way that you can come back to these projects. And that's what I talked a lot about last episode. But there is still the initial like slap in the face of like, man. You messed up or it didn't work out and that's sad and so with this i was like i know i want to do something but i'm not gonna waste a bunch of time like time is money and i need to create this business and keep building it up like every week i need to be coming out <laughs> with something new to strengthen it and get me towards where it can be a sustainable business that i can live off of with myself and my family so i was like why wait 
if it fails, then it fails. And I only have one day to be like, eh, it didn't work or, you know, one week before that first call. And so that was kind of the changed mindset that I went into this and maybe helpful if you are a current business owner even too if you're someone who likes to always have everything perfect but then you've seen it doesn't really make a difference like the stuff you do on the whim sometimes does better and that's i talk a lot about that with social media that happens too you spend all this time on a video does nothing then you post like a 30 second like this is dumb and people are like wow i connect with that wow this is amazing so i'm kind of taking that approach now too of like okay if i can create something and just jump into it. I'm going to learn a lot with it. And it's not the exact positioning I like to put myself in, but it is very honest. And I can be honest with the community of like, I'm learning as I go. And in that video, I'm like, <laughs> I may be talking a lot, but don't worry. I will have this work it out as we go. So hang in there with me. And I put that in some of the emails I sent to I'm like, if it's still not making sense, don't worry. I'm going to have it all come together. And that's what I really spent last week doing and what I'm excited about. But once I have the webpage there, I have the email account so I can email out people. If they don't want to be on it, they can unsubscribe. And don't worry. I don't take that personally. If you unsubscribe, I understand not everyone wants to get emails. Not everyone wants to be in the group, but I had those two things. But then I was like, how am I going to get new people onto this? Because when I talk to a new business owner, I want them to be invited right away and get plugged in. Like that is when it is so important when they have just had a great call with me. We have a great connection. We hit it off and be like, we need to get you in. And that is when people are more likely to participate and engage when they are still excited and then the like magical, like, wow, this was so cool. This was so much fun. Let's meet more people. Yes. So that is when I think it's really important to grab people and plug them in right away and be like, you got to start posting in the group and like showing up and engaging because if you can get a good, strong start. You will be so much better better off and you will have such an easy time fitting in with everyone and really finding your grounding because all communities will change as new people get added in and that's something that I'll have to keep in mind as well and that's something from that big group I had joined the business one where all the time they're just throwing in more people I'm like this rate of new people is too much so maybe going forward I have to have a time like once a quarter we open it up to the past people who have been interviewed but right now because it is getting started and small as soon as they talk with me which means that their show is going to be on the podcast then that to me is enough to be like okay you can join because I wanted to invite someone I was going to have a call with and I'm glad I didn't because they bailed on me and it's been two times that they haven't shown up for their call so to me I was like ooh, that was good insight where if you can show up for the call talk to me for an hour then you've done basically all the work. And then I do everything from there, putting the podcast together, creating social media. I just ask that they reshare it and talk about it as much as possible so people can listen, <laughs> which is in their own best interest too. So when you think about it, I mean, it's, you know, it's not that hard. You just talk about yourself and then repost what someone else has put together about you. <laughs> A lot of fun, right? Yes, it should be. But how can we get those people to sign up? Because I have used a welcome email system before, like an automatic one, where when you sign up for a list, the email program, Clavio, that I have, will send over the course of a week three emails to get you plugged in so that you know exactly what to do and how to fit in and how to engage with the community. That is something that is so important really for every business, especially if you're selling something, but even more so for a community where you want to have a way where 
you can have someone be confident in how they can interact with everyone without having to be there on a call or call them on the phone or create so many YouTube videos, which I actually don't mind either. So maybe I'll add that too. <laughs> but I wanted them to be able to sign up themselves, which means that I have to have some sort of web page where they can fill out their email saying like, yes, I am saying I want to join. You know, they're basically subscribing. But I have it as like, if you want to join the small business, give us your name and your email. But I don't want to open that up to everyone as you know, because I only want a specific amount of people. So I had to create a web page that is not necessarily private, but I'm not gonna share it with anyone but the people I talk to. And I also know who I interview, so if people sign up that I haven't talked to, I would just be like, okay, I don't know how you found this web page, but <laughs> you are not invited, sorry. But that was something I had to work on and was kind of a headache. I spent a whole day, which doesn't seem like it should be that long, but it was a lot of, like going back and forth between the, the help pages of Clavio, figuring out how do I get this to hook up correctly, and then card.co, C-A-R-R-D.co. I've used that one before. That's what I use for Coffee Up Cup. And I used a free version because I didn't want a biodomain name because I'm like, it's going to be a free, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a private webpage. I don't want anyone to see it really except the few people that I talk to. So I created that and I have a description of like, okay, in the community, here's what it's going to look like and kind of gets them excited and pumped up where hopefully they will know going into the interview. And I got to work on that too, on the application page of like what else you get when you are on the show, which would be, you get invited to this webpage. I mean, not the webpage, the community, you get to be a part of the community. So I need to work on that maybe this week or next week soon though, so that I can build up the anticipation and like excitement for like, I want to join. So I, you don't have to convince me like I've already been excited and convinced about it. But basically what I have now for this community, we'll have community meetups once a month. We'll host an hour long virtual meetup in small groups to build relationships, support and encourage one another. And what I learned from that call, the two people on it had talked about different Facebook groups they were in. And that really showed me of like, okay, they're already joining and kind of aware of different Facebook groups and joining them and probably active if they're actively seeking different groups. So I was like, perfect, I'm gonna create a Facebook group. So I did that last week too, <laughs> amidst everything else. And I got that started just as a way so that we can interact with each other on the day-to-day -day very easily. Just something fun where most of these business owners, because they have their own businesses, they have Facebook pages for their business, which means they also have a Facebook account. So they can join either with their Facebook page or with their personal profile. Doesn't matter. I tend to say like it's more fun if you join with your personal one because then we can see your face and your name besides like a business name. Like I'm in there as Fisher Philbrick and they will know who I am. But if you didn't know, you're like, who is this Fisher Philbrick? And then you're like, oh, scroll through the past posts. This is actually Michael, but I am in there as Michael too. So my thoughts with the Facebook group are, I'll post like the discussion and general things through Fisher Philbrick, kind of the business running the account. And then, yeah, I'm going to respond as Michael, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but it's a great way so that I can hopefully start people also commenting and interacting and engaging. And it is fun because I am not just Michael, who's related to Fisher Philbrick, I have lots of other small business ideas. So I think that will work for me. But that was kind of the second thing. Join our private Facebook group where you can interact with our whole community. Wow, how fun. And then Instagram close friends. 
You'll be in our close friends category with the Fisher Philbrook account. This will allow you to see community specific stories and content made just for you. So that's something I've never used before, but I put all of the business owners that are in the community on to a special list called close friends on Instagram. And then I can create and post stories that are just made for them that have links and reminders for the things we're doing in the community or even content that I'm creating or reminders, I don't know, or calling people out and like, hey, check out this page. They're gonna be on the podcast this week. You know, fun little things that you only get when you're in the community. And then from there, new resources, catch the newest resources as they come out and before they're publicly shared, you can even suggest resources you'd like us to create, which I hope people do because Sometimes I run out of ideas that I'm using, but I can research and figure out how to do just about anything. So if people in the community want something that they can't find or haven't found a good resource, just let me know. I can do that. And then finally, I have podcast check-ins periodically throughout the year. We'll have opportunities for you to get back on the show, sharing updates with your business, holiday sales and deals, etc. So that is kind of the basis of what Small Business Community, SBC, has right now. But when I talk to a new business owner, I'll follow up after the call, thank them for being on the call, and then invite them to this private page where they can sign up. Then once they sign up, it'll put them on the newsletter list for this community, and it'll send them that first email. And the first email will have everything they need to join and get the password, the current password for the private webpage, the, I call it the hub. So that's what, I don't know if it's official. I mean, I'm creating it so I can call it whatever I want, right? But that will make things a little bit easier. But the hub is like that foundational to have all the links kind of mostly to be static, but that's a good place to go to. If you don't know what's happening, you want to get plugged in. It also have the invite for them to join the Facebook group and then also let them know about close friends on Instagram. Kind of like here are your first ways that you can get plugged in. We're excited to have you. And then within the welcome series, it'll go into talking about how you can interact the best on Facebook to really get plugged in and start getting to know people. And then the final one, I talk about the monthly meetups and just information about that. But it's over the span of a week. So it's a really great way to kind of ease someone into it. But also if they want to jump in right away, like, yeah. Go in and have fun while doing it. And finally, I don't think I mentioned it, but I do want to come back around to it. The other nice thing with having the password is that as I change it each quarter, I'll also be emailing out the community members that we have saying like, hey, are you still interested in being in this community and engaging with all of us here? If so, go ahead and write me back and confirm and I'll keep you on the list. Those that don't respond by this time, I will remove you from the email list. And then the next quarter, I'll send out an email like here's our new password. And then I would have also removed them from the Facebook group. And while that sounds a little bit like, ooh, that's kind of harsh. Well, as I mentioned, to be in a community, you all need to be a part of it. And if people are just there and not actively engaging or being a part of it, then it's not really worth it for them to be there. Like we want people that are active, that want to be there. Just like in any business you have, when you hire people, do you want people that are just showing up and dragging their feet? No, you want people that are excited to be there, to contribute and to be there with one another and to support and encourage one another. So that is something that also, I tend to look way down the line with projects I do. And so I don't know if that is really gonna be needed, but I like having that set up so that we can have a way where say, Maybe even someone is toxic to the community. That's something at my old job, we had different people over the years where they were just causing strife among people. And like, it was very hard to figure out what do we do? Well, if you have a private group, a private webpage, 
you have the ability as the administrator and moderator to remove someone from that group or to change the password. And so there are ways that you can combat that and come to that. So as a community manager and someone who wants to build and facilitate this community, I do want to be thinking about that as well. Thinking of the not so fun elements and hopefully we won't get to that. But you know, if you do, that's life and you just come with things as they go. But to kind of close this out now, I think it is super exciting to get this going even more so that I'm just jumping in and kind of going with it as it comes. I think the people that have been on the show as we go, and as I've mentioned, will get more and more excited for being able to jump into this community. I think I learned a lot from that first call and kind of seeing how they went. I did have questions that we kind of went through, but an hour of time really is not enough. And there was only three of us. And right as it got to the end, I was like, man, I feel like we're just getting started and into the groove. So that is something that I will always kind of be looking at and figuring out like, how can we get there faster so that we can respect everyone's time? Because I think that is super important in any group you go to. If they have a cutoff time and a start time, they should be respecting that time and your time. So Although it felt weird to be like, okay, we're at the hour. I've got to let you guys go. I was like, mm, I could stay and talk, but I want to be sure that I am respectful of everyone's time. So hopefully this was a helpful hour long talk about how I created this community. I'll share a reel of how I created the email flow and all of that because it is kind of fun to see it in real life. But I am very excited for what it will bring and just starting off something new is always fun and really being able to capture these relationships that I've made and have started to make with these awesome business owners. I think that is going to be what is so special, so impactful and so like, man, this is a cool business and a cool opportunity. And that's something that I would love to bring to, you know, of course, really everybody, but you can't have everyone join a community, you know, it, to a certain extent, things have to be exclusive to make that community strong and solid. So if you are a business owner, though, and this all sounds like fun, which don't worry, the fun is just getting started. Well, guess what? You can go ahead and apply to be on the show or even yet if you are working on starting your business, don't worry, you will get there and who knows, we'll still be providing content along the way that can be helpful for everyone that listens. But this coming Wednesday, we have a new episode for you. It's going to be a great one. So until then, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll be talking to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick, the show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.